Hello and welcome to Potential Unlocked, a stacked coaching podcast. On today's episode, we profile Jen Fogel, our newest stacked coaching nutrition coach. Jen was a part of the stacked coaching mentorship program, as well as having owned her own nutrition practice and gym in North Carolina. If you're interested in nutrition coaching, check out www.stackedcoaching.com. If you're interested in online fitness programming, you can check out stackcoaching.com as well. Also, check us out on Instagram at staffcoaching for tons of free nutrition advice. Enjoy the show. everybody. Welcome to Potential Unlocked, a stacked coaching podcast. Uh, we have with us today our newest coach, Jen Fogel. Hi, Jen. Hi. So uh, Jen owns a gym in North Carolina called the Training Post Fitness. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. Awesome. Um, and you have been coaching nutrition for how many years? Uh, about a year and a half now. A year and a half. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where, where would you say your nutrition journey started? Oh, that's a, that's a good question. Um, I feel like I've been on a health fitness nutrition journey for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say it started, I can go back as far as like in my mid twenties, um, when I, you know, post-college getting my career started, um, I had just moved to Florida uh, after college and I was like, realized that I just wasn't taking good care of myself and I wanted, I needed to do something about it, you know? Um, but I didn't, uh, I didn't want to do anything drastic, hard, fast. That's not my personality. Um, never has what, been. What was an indicator that you weren't taking care of yourself? Um, honestly, it was how I looked and how I felt. Um, so again, I'm in my mid twenties and I'm in Florida at the beach. So, you know, you're in a bathing suit most of the yeah. year. <laughs> so honestly, it was that, you know, and, um, just realizing like it was the lifestyle I was living that was, you know, cause it was, was part of that. And, um, and I wanted to make some changes. So I, so I just started, so I started making some small changes. Um, and that's kind of when the first time I started to really, I think, pay attention, honestly, to, to my health. Um, I guess that's as far back as I can remember. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. You said you realized that at the beach or that was one of the ways you realized it. Um, and often enough when we get clients, you know, uh, and I always ask them like, what are your goals? Right. And I feel like a lot of people are afraid to say, I want to look better, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, but I I try to disarm them and say like, Hey, it's okay to say, I want to look better. I want to look better naked. I want to look better in my clothes. I want to look better in the mirror. Um, Because one of the things that that does is creates internal confidence for us. And look, you can go to therapy all you want. They can say like, Oh, we should be past that and not worried about it. But the reality is, is if we can make you feel better about the way you look, when you step outside into public, um, you're going to react or, uh, behave differently among other people. And so I think that's a huge thing and people shouldn't be afraid to say that. I couldn't agree more. And I actually bringing myself way back to that time, because I'm going to date myself here. It was about 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I remember 
when I made some changes and I put that bathing suit on and was like, yeah, I feel good. I look good. And, you know, everybody's definition of that is different as well. And I think it's all about how you feel, you know, it's not about what somebody else thinks you look, it's how you feel that you look, you know? Um, and when you look in the mirror or when you put that bathing suit on or whatever it might be. Um, but I remember that feeling and I remember the confidence I felt with it. And, um, and I didn't want that to go away. Yeah. I, you know, for the longest time, and I've talked about this a handful of times on our podcast before is like, you know, in college or in high school, or even back to like seventh, eighth grade, I was always the funny guy. Right. But I was the funny guy in the friend zone. Right. <laughs> but, <laughs> I did, <laughs> but I did things in order to, um, get people to notice me. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, and it might've been attention seeking behavior, um, seeking, ex- you know, external validation from people, those types of things. Uh, but it really wasn't until I transformed my body that a lot of that stopped. And I say a lot of it because it's almost like it was built in like muscle memory, you know, for yeah. so long, I'm talking about two decades of doing that. Right. Yeah. To where mm-hmm. up until about three or four years ago, I finally felt comfortable that I no longer was looking for someone else's approval. Um, but so that's how I think it can really change. Yes. Yeah. hundred percent. What were your, you know, you said you had maybe some bad habits, right? Or how you ate and you said you started paying attention to it. How did you eat or what were your habits like? So, like I said, like I, I wasn't paying attention to my health. I, I ate. I ate fast food every single day for lunch. (laughs) Um, You know, I drank a lot. I mean, you know, uh, but I would say it was mainly that it was the fast food and I did nothing physical. Um, I didn't, I didn't work out. I didn't move my body really nothing. Um, So yeah, so it was just really just poor habits all across the board. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So you started to pay attention and that, that changed. Like where'd you start? So I started with, uh, I remember I started with my lunches. I just started making lunches a couple days a week. And then I would treat myself like on Fridays would be my day to go have my fast food or whatever restaurant I wanted to go to during the week. Uh, That was kind of where I started. Uh, And then I started walking. Uh, I remember I um, would, I lived in a great neighborhood in Florida on the Bay um, in St. Pete and um, and I started walking, um, and then that eventually led to some jogging. Um, and, uh, you know, and then I started to notice changes happening. Um, and I started to, uh, and so like this kind of just motivated me to do more. So then I started to just want to learn a little bit more about just eating good food. Um, and yeah. And so, you know, kind of started making my breakfast a little bit better, um, you know, I remember coffee was a big thing for me. I would like, at the time I had like, you know, flavored creamer and like two cups of, or not two cups, two like spoons of sugar. And like, and that was the thing for me. I was like, I, I can't take that away. Like, that's my, you know, my thing. And, but I did it really slowly. So I took a spoon of sugar away. And then like three months later, I like took the other one, you know, and I was like, I tell people about this a lot. Cause I think it's these little things that can make huge differences in the long run when you can look at it that way if i was still doing that today how much more sugar would be in my body you know right but 
I also, it was like a literally like a five to six year like <laughs> journey to get my coffee to where it is today, which is with a basic, um, you know, almond milk or like uh, type creamer, you know, with no flavor, no sugar, no nothing. <laughs> a really long version of the little bit better approach, right? It was a really long version. That one, that the coffee was my hardest one for sure. Like it was, yeah. you know, it was like kind of like your bite, like one of my vices, I guess. You yeah, know? I mean, if you think about the people at Starbucks that get the 1400, 1500 calorie coffee, mm-hmm. um, which is blows my mind. Um, yeah. it, if you just, if you try to do it like once a week, you just remove one of those things, eventually you'll get there, you know, and you probably won't notice it. Yeah. Yeah. And I like, and that's kind of when I was kind of sold on that stuff where I was like, wait a second, like this is actually working. And I didn't feel like I was taking something away from myself, you know, or saying, I can't have this or going on, you know, these like kind of strict diets, or I was like, you know, just not allowing myself to have certain things. I feel like I was really more exploring what healthy eating was even all about. Yeah. And that kind of follows the same, you know, mantra we have it stacked a little bit, which is like, uh, sequential uh small sequential successes are better than simultaneous success Mm -hmm. we're trying to attain uh simultaneous success because when you do that like if you removed everything from your coffee probably in two weeks you're going to be back to drinking that coffee exactly yeah I, i talk about that a lot with uh really restrictive dieting right it's like it can be really effective and then you're going to go right back to where you were yeah yeah. And a lot of times it gets worse on the other side. <laughs> yeah, it does get worse. You know, mm-hmm. and there's actually a number of studies that talk about every time you yo-yo diet, you end up gaining more weight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's yeah. super interesting. Um, so when did you really start getting into fitness? So I would say probably when I met my husband, um, when I met Brett. Uh, and so, so I'm living in That's Florida. Right. Yeah, he's in the military. Yeah, uh, he was. He's retired. He's in, he was in the Coast Guard. Um, so he was stationed. I saw yeah. that Kevin Costner movie. That looked. They looks like they did some crazy stuff. Yeah, yeah, and that's what he did. Actually, he was arrested. Are you somewhere. serious? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so for those uh, of you who don't know what we're talking about, all right, you're just listening and not paying attention. There's this Kevin Costner movie. I think it's called like Coast Guard or something. What's it's it called? called The Guardian. The Guardian. That's yeah. right. And they're like helicoptering, you know, jumping out of helicopters in the middle of hurricanes mm-hmm. into the ocean to save idiots who are out sailing when they shouldn't be, right? Yeah. Yeah. How many times did he do that? Oh, I mean, countless. That's countless wild. times. Yeah. Actually, he was stationed in New Orleans um before we met. Okay. So, he did a lot of um he did a lot of rescues there. Um a lot of the um oil rigs out there. Mm-hmm. Um, people get hurt out there. They have to go out and um, do things like, I don't know. Um, he he could tell the stories way better than I can. <laughs> right, right. No, it's a real life hero. So. Yeah, yeah. And he actually um, was part uh, of Hurricane Katrina and oh, wow. the um, rescue efforts. That's awesome. That, um, so he got um, you from that. So yeah, he- <laughs> sorry. So meeting him. Yeah, so um, like I said, I, you know, I was, I was, a runner. Um, basically like I started walking I started running. Um, and that was my extent of, of fitness. Um, and then when I met Brett, we, uh, you know, he was in the coast guard. Uh, we decided to kind of, um, start a life together. Uh, it required moving. So, uh, we moved up to Detroit actually from Florida. Um, Hard to hear that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, Around that time, you know, for his job, he needed to be physically fit, right? And um, he had, that's when he got into CrossFit. 
So he, uh, that was back in 2008, 2009, he got into CrossFit. Um, and so when we moved to Detroit, I, I joined a gym there. I didn't do CrossFit. I, uh, I joined my own gym and started taking like some classes there and things like that. Um, and that's when I actually started to kind of use a little bit of like, you know, dumbbells and things like that. But, um, I was really very much a runner. Um, and that kind of carried on, um, you know, I feel like our fitness and nutrition and health, you know, like I said, it kind of continually evolved because we're both kind of on the same, you know, path, right. We kind of, um, and we had each other, you know, we were both on the same page. So that helps a lot, you know, when the, the person that you're with, you guys are, you know, um, on that same path. So, uh, kept us accountable to each other in, in that kind of stuff. Um, but, um, but yeah, I, I ran a lot. I didn't really get into, so, um, so let let me think. So then we, we had babies and I, um, continued running. I started doing like, uh, workouts from home, things like that. Um, and so it wasn't until about eight years ago that, uh, I finally let Brett convince me to start strength training in the gym. And that is where my first transformation ever happened. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And it was one of those things where like he had his thing. I had my thing, like, we didn't really cross paths when it came to what we did. You know, he did CrossFit. I wasn't ready for that. Um, you know, and uh, and I I was close-minded at the time, to be honest. And I just was like, no, I don't need that. I don't want that. I don't need it. <laughs> and right. you know, actually, I was training for a half marathon, my second one, and um, I strained my hip flexor in my first one. I did like a total running, you know, uh, program. And he's like, please let me program for you. So at this point he was starting to program for gyms and for the coast guard and things like that for, um, for rescue swimmers and things. He's like, please, he was learning a ton. Please let me program for you. I was like, okay, fine. And that's when he introduced me to a barbell, um, and taught me how to squat and deadlift and do all those things. That was a game changer for me. Um, I actually started to see my body transform. Um, you know, started to actually see muscle, but I had been running. I had been doing home, you know, body weight type workouts from home for years. What do you think your hangup was before you really started strength training? Um, I just wasn't, I just don't think I was open-minded enough to be totally honest. Yeah. Um, Were you I afraid think, of becoming bulky like most women are? Or? I, I think I didn't really know what was on the other side, honestly. And I thought what I was doing was working just fine. I felt good. Um, you know, I, I looked good to myself, you know, like to myself, I felt good. Um, you know, and during that time I had two kids, so I had gained weight, lost weight, you know, so it was like kind of all of that stuff. So I went through all that. Um, and yeah, so I was kind of on the other side of after, you know, having two kids and, uh, and yeah, and it was kind of, I don't know. Yeah, I guess I, and you know, (laughs) a lot of it too, is he was my husband and I didn't want to listen to him. (laughs) There was a little I bit of that, that as well, even though he knew exactly what he was talking about. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I think there's you know, a little bit of that. It's funny, like when when I first started CrossFit, I was a hundred percent a fitness elitist. <laughs> you know, where it's like, this is the only way to work out. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. That, that's that's shit. You know, yeah. like don't do that. You know. Um, and then w- realistically, once I started growing my nutrition, uh I wasn't anymore. Like, that's what it was. Like, that was the thing that was like, yeah, you can do anything you want, you know, like bodybuilding is cool. Some of that, you know, or, or just powerlifting or, you know, Pilates or a former, whatever, you know, now I still believe if 
if there's a certain body type you are trying to accomplish, um, strength training is probably the best for that. Uh, but in terms of overall fitness, you know, I'm kind of like, whatever you want. Yeah. At the end of the day, you got to enjoy what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and what you and I do for fitness is not for everyone. Sure. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. And it's exactly. And we talk about that too, you know, Brett and I, and being owners of a gym and it's a strength training gym, but at the end of the day, you've got to want to be there. Um, and if you don't, and Pilates is where you really want to be and it's working for you, like by all means, like do that. And and you're right. Two things. Is it working for you? Does it make you want to like show up every day? Mm -hmm. Those are the two things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Cause this this is, it's a long game, you know? And so if you're not enjoying it, then you're not going to do it for very long. And then, you know, and you're right back where you started. (laughs) So Jen, what do you think was the catalyst to, um, cause you were a stack client before you joined our mentorship program. Yes. Um, what was the catalyst to join stack as a client? Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, great question. Um, so yeah, so I'm going to kind of go back to, can I go back a little bit Yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> to kind of back. bring you, I want to bring you back a little bit more up on my fitness journey. Yeah. Um, so when I started strength training and saw that difference, um, you know, I kept with it. Uh, and then when we moved to, um, so Brett retired from the coast guard, we moved to Asheville, which is where we live now. And, um, and we opened a gym, um, which was, uh, really, it was really Brett's dream to own a gym and our unique kind of skill set, mind and business, his, you know, and fitness was, um, kind of a perfect match for, for doing that. So it really brought me more into just the fitness world, right. That I wasn't really in before I did it for myself before. And now I was in this world of doing it for other people. Right. Right. Um, and so through that, Um, again, I, you know, everything was working for me. I liked everything that was going on, you know, in terms of my body and, you know, uh, my health and everything. Um, and we decided to offer nutrition coaching at the gym. And it was at that time, um, when I realized that that was my calling, like, that's what I was, I, that that's where I belong. So, you know, like we were, we were impacting all these lives through fitness and I was seeing it happen, but I didn't see like my contribution to it. Right. right and so, right. and just with my background of in, enjoying health and fitness and nutrition. And, um, you know, that was kind of my part for our family too, was, you know, making sure we're eating well and, and all that, all that kind of stuff. Um, and so it, it just became the thing that I was like, this is, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So I, then said to myself, okay, what do I do now? And that was, I want to be the best at this. So I need to find the best to learn from. And that is how I ended up with Stacked. So I had met, I, I started with Stacked to learn how to be a nutrition coach and, ex, and to experience what it was like to be a client. I didn't necessarily come with the mindset for the transformation I was about to undergo. <laughs> that makes sense. You did. I did. <laughs> yeah. So, but that's why I came to stack was really to learn, um, experience being a client. Cause I'd never, I've never, you know, had somebody else coach me and I wanted to learn. Um, and I had met Emily through, uh, Jim breakthrough oh, yeah. business coach for our gym. Yeah. And, you know, and I knew that she was starting stack. So I think when I started with stacked, it was I fairly new. <laughs> yeah. Marcus. Yes. And hands down. The best thing we ever did was, hire Mark Scarcy to help us with our gym and 
it brought me to Emily and to you and to Stacked. So, yeah. um, which yeah. is really cool. But yeah, so that's that's why I ended up. And I thought, and I remember when I uh, when I talked to Emily, I was like, I'm I'm going to do this for three months. I'm going to learn, you know, and see what it's like. And I mean, those three months were up. I was like, I don't want to stop this. <laughs> like, so much change was happening, and so many awesome things. And not only was I learning, and I was experiencing it. Like, so I was actually putting it to the test, like, and, and just transformed my body transformed. What what were like some of the biggest, bigger changes you saw in your body? Let's start there. Um, I just, I leaned out and like aesthetic wise, I leaned out. Um, but my energy and my strength, like, um, I mean, strongest, I've ever felt, um, and performed in the gym, um, energy, like through the roof. Um, and, um, yeah. And then, and my body just, you know, um, and, you know, I started to lean out. So muscles were just coming out, you know, um, what, what was the biggest factor that maybe contributed to that? Like if you had to pick one, just one macros, my balance of macros for sure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Like I, I talked to, um, I was talking to a potential client yesterday. Actually, uh, he's your client. <laughs> he's about to be your client. <laughs> um, and I was, I was talking to him, and um, he signed up today, actually. Uh, awesome. Awesome. And we were doing a sales call, and you know, he, we were talking about. He was asking if he needed to do macros, and I said, you don't. Like some people stay in our phase one, which our phase one is. Uh, taking pictures of food and working on habits, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, you don't, uh, but you may want to because our our mind changes over time as you start to see results. Like right now, because his goal was I want to lose 30 pounds by, um, I don't know, in six, maybe a year. I think it was a year. Okay. And I was like, that's easy. Like we could do that. You don't have to ever track macros to lose 30 pounds in a year. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's easy. I said, but what might end up happening is you might see the potential and all of a sudden be like, Hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But you know, and I tell people this though, and this is where I was going with that. I was like, you don't need to track macros to see success. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. But if you want to reach like we're all capable. We are all capable. And if you mm-hmm. want to unlock the potential of your body, then macros are a must. Agreed. You yes. hundred percent. Um, yep. Yeah. And it's not something that you need to do forever. Right. Nope. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you need to do it for a long enough time to know, like I'll go to a restaurant and I kind of am making trade-offs in my head. Like this is pretty fatty. So I'm probably going to get this. And then here's my carbs over here. So I'm going to get the, you know, and piece together your meal because you've tracked macros so long that you know what your day should look like, what your dinner should look like, et cetera. Yes. I was actually, um, I was just talking to one of my clients about that mm-hmm. and you know, you, there's so much to learn from tracking macros, um, that you can take with you for the rest of your life right. without the scale, you know, without my fitness pal, but what you learn from, you know, doing it for a long enough period of time in terms of what portion size really look like, you know, um, and yeah, what like the trade-offs and things and just knowing it's, you know, there's a lot to, to learn that I think you can take with you, like I said, um, for a really long time, you know, um, and it, it, and if you're willing to put in the work of doing it, um, 
I can tell people there's basically there's three categories, but all three categories of living with your nutrition require sacrifice. Okay. And so the first one would be like, I'm just going to eat whatever I want and not do anything. Well, the sacrifice is you will probably not look or feel like you want to. Yeah. Okay. That's the sacrifice. So the second one is I want to have some sort of plan. I don't want to track macros, but I want to get results. Okay. Well, the sacrifice for that is, you know, I need to avoid starchy carbs. I need to eat leaner proteins. I need to avoid visible fats. You know, I kind of need to stick with these types of foods because I'm not exactly sure the amounts of each macronutrient that I'm getting. Yes. So that's the sacrifice. Yeah. All right. Uh, and then the third thing is I want to see amazing results, uh, but I want to eat whatever I want. Well, the sacrifice is now you have to weigh and track your food. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so either way, we're sacrificing something. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I, yeah. I agree with that for sure. And, but you get to choose and what, that's what yes. the great part about it. And, um, you know, and it's up to you to make that decision and decide what works for you. And I think people can also play in all the fields as well and try yeah. them out. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. You know, my aunt has said my entire life that life is a series of choices and we just get to deal with the consequences. So uh, <laughs> it's like you make your choice and then you get to deal with the consequences. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but the other thing it's interesting is if you're willing to go through that sacrifice for a year, two years, you know, and, and I've had clients that are coming up on two years now with me, um, mm -hmm. eventually you are free. And, and so what I mean by that is I've had a nutrition coach for almost three years now, okay? And uh, this year, okay, like during Mardi Gras this year, so the end of February, beginning of March, was the very first time I was like, oh my God, I am no longer defined by my nutrition. It's just yeah. part of what I do. Yeah. Um, and it was like, and it was kind of things I was on a little bit of a diet break, uh, of course. And, and I, I had spent a week, maybe 10 days, not tracking, um, mostly eating what I want. But look, when you do this for almost three years, it's ingrained in what you do on a daily basis. Yeah. It is. You know, like it's hard to get away from it, right? It is, yeah. Uh, and I realized over those 10 days, I'm like, my body really isn't changing. Yeah. And it was like, I think I'm good. Now I'm back to tracking because I am trying to do something specific. You know, I'm trying mm -hmm. to increase my muscle mass right now in a very specific way without blowing up. Yeah. Um, but my goal is at the end of this increase, I'm going to do a, a cut. Um, and then I'm going to intuitively eat for three months and see what, what shakes out. Yeah. See, see how much this is ingrained in me. But like you just said, you get to play in all the fields. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And you know, what's great about it is you've learned everything that you can learn and now you can go back and forth as you see fit. And I, I feel like I've, that's kind of what I've been doing recently. Um, since I haven't been working with my own nutrition coach and I've kind of been, you know, kind of flowing in and out of it kind of with what that's kind of where you were when, at me. when I was coaching you that's kind of mm -hmm. where you were too flowing in and out and you know. I really yeah that's kind of how I ended things when we, when we wrap things up um I was kind of at that point where I could do that and I kind of kept with that and but what's great about it is I know exactly what I need to do and if I see myself like kind of fall into the wayside because you know when you aren't tracking sometimes you're like okay well more things are creeping in um but it's really easy to recognize it and it's really easy to get right back at it 
you know, because yeah, you know what to do. Um, and that I think has allowed me to have that freedom and see what that feels like. Um, and I actually just put myself through a cut on my own because I wanted to lean back out. And um, and it was just neat to be able to, you know, again, I just, I wanted to make that sacrifice of, you know, really dialing everything back in, tracking everything that went in my mouth, you know, um, with a very set amount of macros and, and, it, and it's working. Yeah, the first couple of weeks are the hardest, and then your body adapts, your lifestyle changes, you know, and there, there's tricks that you can do, you know, yeah, like, sure. yeah, you know, I talk about this all the time. The only thing intermittent fasting does is restrict your calories, right? Um, and if, if you're trying to eat a certain amount of protein um, or carbs or whatever, maybe it, it might not be the best for thing. But when you are in a cut and you need to, you can easily just say, I'm not going to eat till lunch. And then, and then, and then, and then it's like you're not in a cut. Well, yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Just shorten the window. Shorten <laughs> the window. And then it's on. Yeah. Like, you know, I find it's, myself, it's, oh, yeah, I, said, I find myself going to bed, wanting to be in bed earlier um, because the later I'm up, the more you want to, to feed your body. So I'm like, I'll just go to bed. And, you know, my brain turns off and I don't need to feed it anymore. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to give a shout out to one of my clients, Tegan. Um, her, her <laughs> I, she, uh, she has all this nutrition advice she likes to give me all the time uh, <laughs> as my client. And it's funny, and it's not like wrong, right? Yeah. It's not wrong. Um, but one of them is just go the fuck to bed. <laughs> <laughs> it's not bad you know, advice. <laughs> it, but it's funny. It's like great life advice, right? Because it's like, are you feeling cranky or in a bad spot with your relationship? Just go the fuck to bed. Are you hungry? Go to fuck to bed. You know, are you upset and stressed out about work? Go to fuck the bed, right? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> it works for so many things. Like, I almost want to put it on a poster. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> it's, it's good advice. <laughs> yeah, so I, I was like, I need to keep a little notebook of all the little nutrition advice she gives me. Um, and then one day we can feature her on a podcast and I can say where she was right, where she yeah. was wrong. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for, for you, like, you know, owning a gym, you're now pretty experienced as not only a nutrition coach, but a nutrition client and been in this world for a while, like walking around, you know, observationally speaking, where do you think people are struggling the most? Where do you think people are struggling the most? Um, I think, I think the habits, the foundation. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think because we don't think that it's as important as it is sometimes and society and the media and everything else also doesn't necessarily um, talk a lot about it, you know? Um, but I think the foundation, the habits moving, you know, eating well, moving often, sleeping enough, like the basic things is what people are missing, but then they're looking for something, one small thing or, you know, one quick fix that is going to make, their goals happen. Everybody wants a magic pill. Yeah. Know, and uh, they don't exist. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm often surprised when I, when uh, I, I work with a client, you know, and see where you think their habits might be, but then you actually see them and you're like, oh, like there's a lot more work to do here in getting this, this foundation right um, with these habits because they're going to serve you for a really long time. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. So like I have been on testosterone supplementation for three years now. 
Um, and I was diagnosed with low testosterone about eight years ago, well, seven years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, but Emily and I wanted to have a second child. And so I knew it was going to lower my fertility. Um, and so I didn't want to do it yet. And I had tried some other things and it didn't really work. Well, one of the things when, and I, I got on testosterone originally, um, I mean, it helped with sex drive for sure. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, but the other thing is like my energy levels were super low. Like I was falling asleep in my car at like 2 PM in the afternoon. Like I was just cranky. Yeah. Things. And it's funny. It's like, I take pellets. So it was like a slow release over a three month period. Yeah. Um, but if I am like two weeks past due, because I'm bad at putting things in my calendar. And so like, I'll be like, I, I think I might be due. And I'll like check my text messages. And when I texted my doctor last, yeah. I'm, like, oh, shit. I'm like, can you order me some, some pellets? Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's funny, like my mood changes, my energy changes. But anyway, part of when I first saw it, I was like, oh, this is going to change my body for sure. Mm, yeah. And it didn't. Yeah. It didn't. I had to change my diet. Now, mm -hmm. combining testosterone with changing your diet and putting like the right distribution of macros with that was like pff, rocket ship, right? Um, but it really took habit changing, how I ate, um, increased protein in order to do that. So mm -hmm. um, yeah. back to what I was saying, there's no magic pill. Yeah. Sure, yeah. And on the protein thing, I would say that's the, the, probably the second thing that I see the most is that people don't get enough protein <laughs> I, across in their diet. The board. Guys, girls, like it does not matter. Yeah. No one needs enough protein. It's rare. I, that was me. Yeah. That was, that was that's me. what I was wondering when I mm -hmm. asked you, like, what was one thing that really changed? Like it's probably yeah. protein. Yeah. And I said macro is like more generalized, but yeah, getting the like the correct, um, you know, balance of them. But yeah, it was getting the protein up, fats down, carbs up. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. I look at it as just fueling my body properly. Like once that combination came into play, I feel like I was fueling my body like the best I could. And, and I was seeing it in everything I was doing. That's awesome. Yeah. Jerry, what do you think is your superpower? My superpower? Yeah, I surprised you with this one. You did. <laughs> what, are you, what are you amazing at? What Besides am I amazing at? And a wife. Oh. <laughs> um... Oh God. <laughs> That's okay. Take your time. I don't know. You threw me for one, Bradley. <laughs> I know. It's okay. It's all right. It's a, like, for example, um, like if I had to describe my superpower, uh, it's to hold someone accountable without being an asshole. So like I can, I can motivate someone, mm -hmm. but also hold their feet to the fire where like, you know, like there, there are people that are very empathetic, right? And then yeah. there are people that are dicks. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm somewhere in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, geez, I guess God, I don't do well on the spot, Bradley. I should have told you this. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll put in like some Jeopardy music in the middle of all this while, while we go. Oh, perfect. No, it'll be funny. It'll be funny. <laughs> perfect. Um, are you, so do you think you're really good at, you know, maybe, um, teaching habits or seeing, where someone struggles the most and, and helping them, um, see that, or is it, you know, helping someone with their macros or something like that? I would say, well, as a, as a nutrition coach, I would definitely say, um, is really pulling out the good and showing people that like, no matter how 
bad of a day you've had or how, you know, how much you're struggling, something good is happening, you know, and then finding that good thing and really um, turning it up, you know, so that people can see like, cause I believe in that, that like, it's, you know, we gotta keep, we gotta show up every day, even if it's not a perfect day. Right. And so, um, but sometimes we can get down on ourselves if it's not exactly how it's supposed to be. So being able to find those little things that you see and really like celebrate them and make people feel really good about it, I would say, um, is my superpower. I love that. You know, <laughs> I like to make people feel really good. <laughs> I love that. No, that is great. And you know, what's interesting is that we have a, a spot on our tracker that says um, positives for the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be a bright spot. Um, and I tell yeah. every single one of my clients, I'm like, this is one of the most important boxes on the sheet. Uh, it is. My, my most successful clients all fill out this box every single day. Yep. You know, uh, and I know it sounds corny and it sounds cheesy, but if you create that positive mindset, you will succeed. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we are all creators. Okay. Every single one of us creates our own reality, the world around us, situations we're in, everything like that. So if you're someone who is constantly complaining or looking at the negative parts of your day, you are always going to be in terrible situations. Yeah. But if you're someone who is always finding the bright spots, you're going to be a much happier person. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that the positives of the day, um, the bright spots, if there are somebody who is negative or naturally like has that tendency, mm-hmm. if you if you can do it and stick to it, you can suddenly you you'll you'll the shift will happen. Um, and you just have to be open minded to it. Yeah. You know, I, I talk about like with my. um <laughs> You know, it, it's, it could be real easy to become negative about on an everyday basis you know, about my divorce, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are so many positive things um, from my relationship, you know, where I have two beautiful kids, you know, mm-hmm. I have so many trips and memories that we had such an amazing time on. And I look back on it and all that stuff is a bright spot of my life like no, no no that was real it wasn't negative you know just because some stuff happened and and it didn't turn out the way we all wanted it to turn out doesn't negate all the good that occurred mm-hmm. you know yeah and when people start looking at it from that perspective you know try to pick out the positive of any situation uh it's really going to ch- change how you feel about life 100 yeah i couldn't agree more um yeah and i think when we you know, the more, if we're dwelling on the negative or the bad things, then we're not, we can't move forward in a, like, you know, a growth oriented way, which is where we all should be, you know, headed. Um, and it's a, it's a, um, it's a good path to be on. (laughs) Yeah, but you're right. Like you, people join stacks because they want to create growth. Mm-hmm. Yes. Fitness, nutrition, aesthetic, how they feel, whatever it is, they're trying to create growth. And mm-hmm. so what we might as well do while we're doing it is to create that mental growth, which will permeate through the physical nature of ourselves. So, yes, yes. And I would say too, second to like the macros being that one thing that you said, or, you know, that I said was, you know, the catalyst to my change. It was my mindset. I, I, a huge mindset shift happened when I joined stacked coaching. Um, and you know, that I think that plays played a big role in it. Yeah. And all of it. I love it. I love it. Jen, anything else you want to tell everybody at home? 
uh, no, I think I think we covered it. <laughs> yeah, we did. We did. Well, I'm super excited for you to be on our team. Um, you yes. know, so Jen owns a gym. She's been nutrition coaching people. Uh, you know, she revealed to me that she wanted to be part of her team and our team because we have a similar mindset of how we want to help people. Um, and I couldn't be more excited, Jen. And we're hitting the ground running. So uh, welcome. And hopefully I can drag you on a few more of these. Yes, yes. You, you've, you've warned me up now. So, um, so yeah, we'll see. <laughs> but yeah, uh, thank you so much. Go, Jen's like, what are the questions? I'm like, oh, we're just going to talk. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's preparation. definitely not how I, I roll. No preparation. <laughs> it's definitely not how I roll, but this was good. Um, it's also good to get out of your comfort zone. Um, and yeah, and I did that. And it was awesome. great. <laughs> All right, y'all. Uh, hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you're interested in nutrition coaching, check out stackcoaching.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at stackcoaching. Jen, where can people find you on Instagram? Uh, at um, Jen L. Fogel, J-E-N-L-F-O-G-L-E. Love it. Uh, and also, if you are interested in personalized remote programming, check out at Stack Coaching as well. Uh, we help program people out of pain as well as reaching for performance markers. So have a great day, y'all. Bye.